Welcome to Sit the Fuck Down with Christina and Liv. Welcome. Welcome. Um, so this podcast kind of came to be because Liv and I have had so many conversations, um, you know, the entire time that we've been friends. And I feel like there have been things that I would say that I never thought anyone could relate to. And Liv would always be like, no, like I understand you. Yeah, I know you guys can't see us, but we're both in wheelchairs. I feel like that's a pretty important part I know. <laughs> to add in there. But yeah, being a, being a woman and a wheelchair user is more common than you would think. Like, we've met a lot of women in wheelchairs. In wheelchairs. Or women with disabilities. No, women in wheelchairs. That's true. But we're all so spread apart and around, so when you meet one person that like gets everything it's just really refreshing and validating i know i love you you're making me emo (laughs) um i'm also on my period right now so that's i'm probably gonna start crying during this podcast uh but i guess we should talk about our story Liv. like how how did we meet how are we how did we become to be like people are so sick of probably seeing us together or I hearing hate, us talk i hate when people ask me how i met you because it's like i feel like an online dating story <laughs> where i'm like oh we met on instagram <laughs> it's like we met on tinder <laughs> You know, I think it's like a common thing though for women with dis- or people with disabilities in general. Like, we don't. It depends where you are, but it's hard to kind of find like your people. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of people meet each other on Instagram in the there's disability a, community. Yeah, because there's a huge community of us on social media. But yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> Christina, I was following you. I think you were following me. I was me. following you. And I don't I, remember why I started following you, but I did. Probably because you were pretty and in a wheelchair. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> and then she posted something about her diagnosis and why she was in a wheelchair, which we'll talk about in a second, but um, we had the same diagnosis. So when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, I really don't know any other women who have what I have. So I slid into her DMs. (laughs) Right? You did. You did slide into my DMs. And I actually didn't think that you would even respond to me because I was like, oh, she probably gets all these creepy people all the time. I think your message was something like, I don't know if you're going to see this or if you're going to respond, but I just want to say like your last post or something really resonated with me and we actually have the same diagnosis. And... I mean, you messaging me that, that's been our entire friendship is like, I understand how you feel or like what you said really resonated with me. I feel like that's us all the time. I don't even remember what I wrote. I think I blacked it out because I was afraid you wouldn't answer me. Should I pull it up? No. But no, yeah. for another time. So, and she answered me. So yeah. And that like sparked a beautiful friendship. And then we met in LA at this thing called the Rolettes Experience, and that was it. Two peas in a pod. We clicked. Exactly. And then Liv is from New York. I am. And I'm from Phoenix, so we would, like, fly every few months to each other's, you know, hometown. Like, I came here to visit, 
And then she came to to New York City for the first time. Yeah, it was interesting. 23 years old and she, she was never in New York City, right? No, I've never been in New York yeah. City. That was my first time. And then I, I like spontaneously came out here almost a year ago, like a little over a year ago mm-hmm. to get away from New York. And then... She loved it so much. Surprise! She moved... Right down the street from me, like a mile away. It's not even. It's 0.8 miles 0.8 away. 0.8 miles away. I can literally roll to her house. I, I bet if I yelled out my window, you could hear me from your oh, apartment. You could probably, like, throw me some sugar if I, I needed it and just, like, football spiral through it and I'd be able to catch it. <laughs> yeah, so now she can't get rid of me because, surprise, I moved here. And so now we're both in Phoenix. But I feel like it was the perfect time, though. Like, we have decided to not, I mean, we, you know, do other things. Like, I have to go to work, but we kind of quarantined together. So, Liv has been the only person that I've really seen in the last however many months we've been in this pandemic. Yeah. And and, and Christina's girlfriend. Which yeah. Had. It's been really nice because... I'm the third wheel. Oh, uh, you are. But Wait, it's okay. let's count our wheels. One, two, three... I'm like the 10th wheel, wheelchair wheels. I don't know. Oh, you're right. 11th wheel. How many wheels? There's a lot of wheels. Eight wheel. I don't know. Wheelchairs, (laughs) man. But yeah, so that's how we met. And now we're living down the street from each other. So we really wanted to just start this podcast because we know that there is an audience and a community of women who are specifically in wheelchairs and whether or not this kind of resonates with them or they listen to it, that would be awesome. And it could also be a learning experience for other people that don't know about yeah. women who are in chairs because we're going to touch on like every topic. Yeah. The goal is we want to like, I guess, educate people that aren't a part of this community or are curious about wheelchairs or disability in general. But then we also want to be a space for women to kind of relate to us Um, just like me and Liv get to do every single day. I realize that not a lot of people, you know, have a Liv and Christina in their life. And so we want to kind of be that for a listener out there. Yeah. Wow, Um, Christina's getting really emotional. I am. I'm on my period. This is going to be a bad day. (laughs) It's going to be good. (laughs) All right. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Christina? Yeah. So I'm Christina, Christina Chambers, and... Um, I am a part of the LGBTQ plus community. And then how old am I? You just I, had a birthday. You did this last time too. Oh, I did ask this. She's 24. I'm 24. I keep forgetting <laughs> my age because 2020 did not exist in my book. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even remember how old I am. I'm 24 years old and I work for this amazing place called Ability360, um, which is a center for independent living, but I specifically get to work in like a sports and fitness center. So we, you know, help people with disabilities become independent and happy and, you know, just bring joy into their lives through sports, play, fitness. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I have a dog named Stevie. Um, She's the cutest dog in the world. Yeah, she'll probably make an appearance a few times. But yeah, I really, I have nothing to me right now because we're in this pandemic. But that's me in a nutshell. Work, live, Stevie, love, life, all those things. <laughs> Liv, tell us about uh, yourself. Dr. Right. Liv over here. Yeah, yeah. I'm from New York, like Christina said, right outside of the city. I grew up. I just graduated in May with my doctorate in audiology and have been unemployed ever since because of COVID. So 
what a perfect time to start a podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you have to call me Dr. Liv. Dr. Liv. Because I paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. I literally, I know she's an audiologist and I had no idea what that is. I I had to ask her a few times when she first told, a lot told of, me. A lot of people don't know what an audiologist is. So if you don't know what it is, it's a doctor that basically deals with hearing imbalance. Yeah. Um, I made her look in my ears because I thought, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of like a hypochondriac. So I made her look in my ears to make sure that I didn't have like... I don't know what they I thought I had. They were sparkly clean. I have the best ears. Sparkly. Dr. Liv said it here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so I moved to Phoenix a few months ago in October just for a change, new chapter. What else? I just adopted a cat named Theo, a little kitty. That's yeah, beautiful you. That's, that's me because it's a pandemic and nothing's really happening. I know. That's what I was thinking really too. True. I was like, what else do I have to me? Nothing because we in a pandemic out here. All right. So, Christina. Yes. How long have we been in wheelchairs for? Oh, yeah. So me and Liv have both been in wheelchairs since 2009. Yep. So it's been how fucking long? Almost 12 years. 12 fucking years in wheelchairs. And we both have different, I guess, stories or setups. So Liv, I want to hear... But we have the same diagnosis, remember. The same diagnosis. And it's also rare. It used to be... I used to be told that it was one in a million. I feel like we're building up this suspense. Like, what is it called? I know. (laughs) I know. One in a million, though. But it's getting more and more common. I know. We know so many people with... Transverse myelitis. Yeah. Transverse myelitis. Is, or TM for short. Yes. That's the name of our... What, disease? Diagnosis? What, d- <laughs> disease sounds like contagious. It's like not a, contagious, I promise, It's everybody. not contagious. Yeah, so transverse myelitis is a rare neuro autoimmune disorder. Neurological autoimmune disorder. There so we go, doctor. Fuck that up, yeah. Where your body attacks your spinal cord, right? Yes, and then causes damage to the spinal cord. To the nerves in the spinal cord and... It could hit you at any level of your spine. So yeah, we found that um, in our own personal research that uh, most people that we've talked to with transverse myelitis, they've gotten it in some changing part of their life. Like I got it at 12 years old, you know, still going through that growth spurt. And then you got it change of life like in high school. Yeah, I feel like it happens to a lot of people either during childhood or like young adulthood, mm-hmm. adolescence. I've never really heard of anybody over the age of, like, 25. Yeah, I've never met them. Getting it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's quite totally possible. And if you are out there, let us know. Yeah, we want to meet you. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram and in our DMs. But, yeah, and I have also haven't met too many men that have it. Yeah, I've only met a couple. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so supposedly it's super rare and it's like 13 or 1400 people a year or something, which like equates to one in a million or something. But we met and we've met other women who also have TM. So not as rare as we think it is, right? And then I also think that like transverse myelitis, it gets like almost misunderstood in a lot of ways in the disability community, especially in like the spinal cord injury community. It is, transverse myelitis does cause a spinal cord injury. And I feel like spinal cord injury people, you know, they kind of don't accept transverse myelitis a lot of the times. And it's really misunderstood. And it's hard because 
We go through the same shit. It's the same most of the time. Same prognosis, same symptoms, same experience. We just don't have a break in our spine. Yeah. We have this like small lesion where our body just decided to turn on itself. Yeah. Our experience was traumatic, but we weren't in like any sort of accident or anything. So. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like what you were saying about... Yeah, what did I what did I relate to? You said to? like um, the deaf community and how. Oh some... yeah, so you know people that are in part of the deaf community, a lot of times, and I'm only speaking about this because you know You're I, an I, I I'm an audiologist and I've like learned about some of this stuff in school, but a lot of times people who are not fully deaf, capital D deaf, and they speak a little or they wear hearing aids or you know. They have a cochlear implant. They're not accepted by the capital D deaf community because they're not just, you know, it's kind of a similar situation. Yeah. That's um, a really great analogy. It's a good analogy. I think so too. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I bet you're curious about how transverse myelitis manifested itself in our bodies or like how it did attack us and like what we were doing in those moments and... Yeah, um, what's your story, Christina? Okay, I'll go into my story. <laughs> All right. Don't cry, no crying. I'm not going to cry, maybe not. I can't promise because I'm on my period. But I was 12 years old and I just got like a pain in my chest um, and super nauseous feeling. And I don't know why, but I was like super aware of my body when I was 12 years old. And I just knew that something was wrong with my body. And so I told my mom that... I needed to go to the emergency room. Like I just had this pain in my chest and I was nauseous and I couldn't explain why, but I just knew something was wrong with my body. And so my mom took me to the emergency room. They did all these tests for my chest pain. They sent me home with aspirin, which I don't think you should give someone with chest pain. I don't think I'm not no, really sure. No, no, you should. Oh, okay. <laughs> or Tylenol or whatever they gave me. And they sent me home and they were like, I think she's getting the flu or... Is she getting enough attention at home or some bullshit like that? And cry so, for help. Yeah, a cry for help, basically. And so they sent me home and, you know, I just went to sleep. Um, I slept in my mom's room that night because I just didn't, you know, feel safe or like well. You were scared. I was so scared. And I went to bed and then at four in the morning, my mom and I jolted awake at the same time. For some weird reason, we woke up at four in the morning and my mom jumped out of bed and she was like, oh my God, Christina, your legs are so cold. And it was like, you know, September at the time in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's fucking hot all the time. So that was not normal for my legs to be like ice cold. And I was like, oh shit, mom, like, did you, did you touch my leg? Like I didn't feel it. And she's like, yeah. And she starts touching my legs. And I'm like, I can't feel that. And I had wet the bed at 12 years old. Like that's way past that age where you're wetting the bed unless you're a 12 year old boy um (laughs) (laughs) but but normal if you have a spinal cord injury but normal if you have a spinal cord injury and so my mom sent me we went to the hospital and it took them weeks to diagnose me um it took them about two weeks and then you know they gave me the diagnosis transverse myelitis what level are you I am T3 down. So where I got that pain in my chest is actually where it was kind of, you know, beginning to attack my spinal cord. So I'm nipples down. And Can you feel your nipples? I can feel my nipples, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can feel half my nipples like perfectly. And then there's just like this line of like injury where it like burns a little bit and then it kind of gets a little numb from the chest down. So transverse myelitis, they split it up into three prognosis. Basically. One third completely recover, walk out of the hospital. Um, another third gets partial recovery and then another third gets nothing. And so what group are you in? I'm in the partial recovery. So I can like stand a little bit, walk a little bit, but nothing enough to be like independent running track star. I love watching Christina walk. Oh my God. She hates it. She just like, looks like this little toddler that just learned how to walk for the first time. It's cute. It is really cute. I think I'm also jealous. (laughs) No, so this bitch, okay, so she moves here, and so I'm riding in her car with her, and she needs gas, and I'm like, oh, like, I'll just hop out and walk, and she's like, she's like, I'm gonna pick you up every single time I go and get gas, and you're gonna pump up my gas, I'm like, all right. Because she just, like, makes it look so easy, she just, like, hobbles her way over to the gas tank. It is convenient. It is so convenient. It's convenient. It is. I don't feel bad. Unless I have to pee, then that's... A whole other rabbit hole. Anyways, Liv, how did you get transverse myelitis? Well, my story starts in Arizona, actually. Full circle. Which is crazy. So weird. Um, So I was 14, and I was doing a travel camp out west here in Utah, Arizona, Nevada, and California. And this trip was supposed to be 21 days long, and I only made it through eight because that's typical live. I have really bad luck, so I'm not really surprised (laughs) that any of this happened to me. But um, we were driving to Las Vegas and this big bus with all these kids, and we stopped at a random gas station just to use the bathroom and, you know, get some snacks and whatever. And when I stood up off the bus, my legs were just completely pins and needles. And I was like, oh, shit, we've been on this bus for so long. I just got to get up and, like, wiggle around, move around a little bit. And then once I got off of the bus and I didn't really have anything to kind of hold on to, I just really felt like I needed to sit down. So I sat down on the pavement, and it was July in Arizona, so it was probably, like, 115 degrees and the ground was so the like ground. 300 degrees. You can cook an egg we here probably, in Arizona on our roads. Yeah. And when I sat down on the pavement, I could not tell how if it was hot. I have no idea. My butt was numb. And my counselor came over and she's like, what are you doing? You're going to burn yourself. And I was like, I don't know. Like, my legs feel weird. I don't know if I pinched a nerve or something. She's like, all right, well, let's get you back on the bus and we'll figure it out. And I kind of stood up for a second when she helped me up and then... My knees buckled and then everything just kind of went numb from the belly button down. So, yeah, I was away from home, away from my parents, had to get flown on a little medevac leave. A private jet, bitch. She makes it sound so glamorous, but I keep telling her (laughs) that it really wasn't because I was in a hospital bed in this plane that's like the size of a car. So if you're claustrophobic, it's not, not very fun. But yeah, so... I spent two weeks at a hospital in Las Vegas, and it didn't take them quite as long to diagnose me as as it did for them to diagnose Christina, but it took them probably like five days, and they were testing me for everything because I was camping that whole week before, so they were looking for tick bites, and um, I was hiking, so they were making sure I didn't break anything on a hike, and you know, they were just looking for everything, and then in the end... 
nothing else was really there. And then they found this teeny, teeny, tiny lesion on an MRI. And they were like, oh, you have transverse myelitis. Your lesion is tiny? It was so tiny that they, could, that they couldn't even see it on the first MRI. Oh my gosh. My lesion, I, like I saw my MRI and it's a fat boy. Yeah. kind of creeps into my C a little bit. Mine was so small. So yeah, I am paralyzed from the belly button down. Can feel the top half of my belly button, can't feel the bottom. <laughs> and I am in the group that has regained nothing. No motor, no sensory function since the day it happened, basically. And it happened really fast, probably like within a few minutes. So Christina, you were saying that you felt sick and your chest hurt, but... I felt fine, like literally fine until I stood up off the bus. So just kind of crept up on me and came out of nowhere. You know, that's the interesting thing about TM is that everybody has a different story. Yeah, I was telling Liv that um, I knew this other girl. Her name is Erica, and she was playing basketball, just like standing, playing basketball. And suddenly, like, she just dropped to the ground. Like, it just hit her like that. Yeah. Numb and everything all at once like there was no warning or anything she felt completely fine so all these stories are really fascinating and transverse myelitis is super rare and very interesting neurological disorder it is and they don't know enough about it still yeah because it's so rare there's there hasn't been a lot of research on it because they're trying yeah they are that's that's our transverse myelitis stories. Those are our stories. God, every time I swear, like our lives are not depressing, but every time we go back there, it just kind of brings down my mood a little bit. It does for me too, and I also feel like I need to have think of some sort of like more exciting story. Oh shit, my parachute didn't open when I went skydiving, and that's why. Yeah, that's actually I <laughs> I tell people when they ask me like why are you in a wheelchair, I like come up with just random fucking lies because right to get some sort of reaction out of people yeah because it brings joy we're horrible we're horrible no we're not (laughs) sometimes i say like bear attack or dinosaur attack dinosaur attack a shark i fought off a shark i went surfing i don't know i just any story any story that sounds more exciting than like oh my body just turned on itself my body attacked itself i'm a disease it's not not genetic, not. not contagious, no predispositions to TM. It's just idiopathic, which Christina asked me what that word meant like 20 minutes ago. And you want to know what it means? Random. Basically. They could have just said randomly. Without cause. Without cause. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Those are our stories. We just wanted to introduce ourselves before we kind of jumped into some other topics over... The next however long we're going to be doing this for. I want to do this for a long time because we got lo- we have lists of shit we want to talk about. There's so many things we want to dig deep into. There are. This was sit the down, sit the fuck, God, I can't even say. What's sit it? the sit, fuck down. Sit the fuck down. And I'm Christina. I'm Liv. Wait. What? What's our next, what's our first real episode going to be about? Our next episode will begin in February and we're starting a sex, love, and disability series just in time for Valentine's Day. And our first episode is... is my favorite holiday. And this is my favorite topic. (laughs) I'm kidding. I hate Valentine's Day. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to get you chocolates <laughs> and roses. Will you be my valentine? You're my honorary girlfriend, remember? I'm part of their thruple. Yeah. In case you were wondering. Yeah, so we're going to talk about dating and love life and self-love and relationships and our experiences yeah in a chair exactly so episode one will be self-love and first starting to date and stay tuned stay tuned (laughs) we'll see you in february yeah thanks for listening sit the fuck down bye